love, isn't it? My family can predict what we will eat by looking at the guest list because they know that what I like to do is to prepare the favorite food of each guest. We feed each other when we're hungry, but also when we celebrate and when we want to comfort each other. It's the simplest way that we have of being close to each other. Jesus fed his people to mark the Passover, surely, but also to comfort him. Where I am going, you cannot come, he says to them. And so he feeds them, and he tells them to remember him when they feed each other again. In the intimacy of this last supper together, Jesus gives us a way to know again, over and over and over, how close we are and how alive he is among us. Not just anywhere, but among us. It's amazing how much you can discover about someone else when you eat together. You see it all. How slowly or quickly he eats, how much or little he enjoys it, whether he's the kind of person that reaches over and tastes your meal, or jealously guards his own plate. You know much more about the other person when you share a meal. And food is status, too. At St. Vincent's, where I work, I don't let the child care workers eat what we call high-status food, and I regret to tell you that In-N-Out Burger is high-status food, because the kids, who many of whom have known starvation, have no free access to food, whereas the staff does. The business of foot washing is a device John uses to call our attention to something that Jesus was doing that was really at odds with what was going on in the world. Matthew, Mark, and Luke write about the Last Supper, but John chose to have this piece about foot washing because John likes to underscore the difference between God's reality and that of the world. At the beginning of John's Gospel, he writes, he was in the world, yet the world did not know him. John talks about Jesus as the light in the darkness, the light of all people, people who didn't see him as the light. So when John talks about foot washing, it's a red flag. It's a way of saying that something completely new and perhaps even subversive was happening. Foot washing in the first century is not what it is today. First century people were apparently not as embarrassed as we are about the feet. Because presumably when you wear your sandals most of the time, your feet are always on display and no one pays attention. Do you have that experience? Foot washing was not for the sake of beautification, but for cleanliness and, in this story, for the purpose of welcoming. So if you were the hostess, your slaves would naturally wash the feet of your guests in the same way that you and I offer someone a drink and a seat when they come into our house. But the operative word in that scenario is slave. Your slave does the washing, not you. So what does it mean when someone who is called Lord and Master does the work of a slave. Clearly, John must be talking about equalizing the relationship between Jesus and the disciples. Jesus gives up his position of power and influence and becomes someone who is servant-like. John writes that Peter says, you will never wash my feet, as if to say, wait, 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 you're the Lord, I'm the follower, you can't be washing my feet, you're making me crazy. It's a very, very dramatic statement that Jesus is making. I am your Lord, your master, but here I am not to be worshipped. 
I am not to be taken care of. I am here to love you, to be your friend, to make you welcome. This act of friendship then becomes the basis for all our relationships. Love one another as I have loved you, Jesus says. Befriend one another. Give yourself to one another. Feel your own life is worth more when you give it away. The celebration of the Last Supper is certainly the celebration of food as love. All our great stories contain references to food. We have Easter ham, and we have Christmas pudding, and we have Mardi Gras king cake. At weddings and baptisms and funerals, we have meals. What we serve is the sign of how we feel about the occasion. We pour our feelings about our guests into the food we give them, and they in turn feel those feelings. John tells us that at the Last Supper, Jesus dipped bread in oil and gave it to Judas, saying, in effect, befriend your enemies. This is the model, then, of God's love in the world. It is freely given as food to everyone, friends as well as enemies. And when we do give God's love to each other, something extraordinary happens. When we eat this bread and drink this wine together, there is grace. Grace comes not from our work, but from the presence of the risen Christ among us. It is hard to understand it. People have been fighting for centuries about what that means exactly. But for me, it's enough to believe that God is most present when we are all putting our minds and hearts together, as we do in the Eucharist. For me, that's the message of Holy Thursday, that what we can most count on when life is dark and confusing is that at this Eucharistic table, eating with other people, we will always be welcome, and we will be with Jesus. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.